Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and happy you're listening. Well, I don't know what last week's headlines were, but I can tell you there were a number of pretty important headlines that were not discussed at all, as far as I could tell, in the mainstream media. One of them was um, Ray Epps will be criminally charged and arrested uh, for his actions on January 6th. Now, the reason this is important is because uh, a lot of people uh, for a while now have been um, accusing Ray Epps and the government from protecting Ray Epps as, a, as either uh, a federal employee or an informant or something like that. And what's interesting about this story, and I challenge you to go look into it, is Ray Epps himself is saying, well, this will probably keep people from uh, calling me a federal agent now. In other words, one of the things that's interesting about this story is it almost seems like they've decided to indict and charge Epps. Now, this is my conspiracy tinfoil hat speaking, but they've, all, they've almost seemed like they've decided to charge him um, and arrest him to cover up the fact that he's a, a a federal agent. And I don't know if he's a federal agent or not, but it's just interesting that this won't go away, right? And so now they're charging him, but it's almost like they're charging him to make it go away. Now, what will have to happen is we'll have to watch this closely and see if he does, in fact, go to trial and what comes out in that trial. But I suspect what will happen is the story of Ray Epps will quietly fade into the distance and he will never actually be tried or convicted or there will never be a plea bargain and he'll never go to jail. Uh, There were people that did a lot less than Ray Epps that have been um, charged, convicted, and sentenced to four plus years in prison. I predict right now that Ray Epps will never spend a single day in jail. And I think this is just part of some cover-up that they're trying to uh, keep this under wraps. So that was one story. Uh, Another story is uh, that Biden, uh, another whistleblower, came out and is accusing Biden, the Biden administration, of being involved in international child sex trafficking operation. And this involves the border and how many children have uh, come across the border. Unaccompanied minors, okay, mind you. And many of these children cannot be accounted for. In fact, we've talked about this on the program that um, this is a very serious problem and these children are being trafficked, potentially. We can't seem to get to the bottom of it. Uh, we talked about uh, the sound of freedom and showed you how it was done in places like Colombia. Um, but it's 
possible. I mean, it's certainly not, it's not a zero probability that um, this border situation is making the, the whole trafficking, child sex trafficking operation uh, worse. And, um, and who knows what the real intentions are? Who knows why the government is leaving the border open? I mean, people have posited all kinds of reasons. They've said things like, well, they want the voters, as if, you know, these people are going to come over and vote for Democrats. I mean, there's really no way to know that. Uh, but maybe a, a, a more reasonable explanation is that uh, these people are coming over and they're being trafficked. They're being directed into um, child and trafficking activities in general, like prostitution or um, whatever. I don't even know that much about trafficking, but you've got just now you've got like a nonstop stream of whistleblowers coming forward to tell something negative about the Biden administration. And there's almost nothing from the mainstream media about this. Now, a couple of shows back when we were talking about uh, that whistleblower that is now being indicted, Dr. Gal Luft, um, he's the guy that uh, has spent the last four years as a a senior energy advisor to the Chinese energy company, CFC. Well, they're saying now that that activity, his involvement in that activity uh, qualifies him as a spy, and they're, and they're indicting him. Um, but when we were talking about that the other day, I had mentioned that these whistleblowers need to show up. If they're going to go talk to the FBI and the Department of Justice, they need to show up with their own lawyers and a stenographer and some affidavits to have the people present sign. Because one of the things that's happening is their testimony, their interviews with the FBI and the Department of Justice, they're just being buried. They're saying, well, this is part of an ongoing investigation. And then they indict the person and and won't answer any questions about it. And in this particular case, uh, Dr. Gal Luft met with um, the FBI, four FBI agents in Brussels and two members of the DOJ, um, one of the FBI agents was out of the Baltimore field office, a guy named Joshua Smith, excuse me, Joshua Wilson. And I think we're going to be hearing more about this Joshua Wilson. I think he's uh, intimately involved with uh, burying this guy's story. Um, but this, real quick, I just want to recap since I'm bringing it up. Um, this guy was... He worked for 20 years as a co-director of, of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security. Okay, so he, this guy's a government guy. This Dr. Gal Luft. Uh, he worked. He lived for 15 years in Israel. So he's like a he's like a, a Jewish person, but he's an American citizen living in Israel. And then, like I said, he worked for four years as a senior advisor uh, to the Chinese energy company CFC which also, by the way, has a registered 501c3 with the IRS here in the United States. So keep in mind, they're charging this guy with spying, okay, because of his association with CFC. But CFC is a registered 501c3 in the United States with the IRS. So how does that work? How are you a spy with a company that 
can have a, a registered 501c3. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but his interview, uh, he interviewed with these, with these people over in Brussels back in March of 2019. And one of the reasons he was, was raising his hand is because there was talk about Biden running for president. And he wanted to get out in front of this thing and be a good citizen. And now you've got people in the mainstream media saying that Jim Comer was duped by this guy. He's not a credible whistleblower. Uh, in fact, he's a spy, and he's got all kinds of FARA violations. FARA is uh, the, the registration. You're supposed to, uh, if you have foreign dealings or dealings with a foreign agency, you're supposed to register with the U.S. government. It's the same thing they got... Um, Oh, Paul Manafort for. Uh, but there's people have fair violations all the time and they don't prosecute anybody. I mean, three quarters of the people in the Democratic Party uh, should have registered as FARA agents and they just don't. Nobody does. But they selectively um, prosecute people they don't like. So this is a real, this is a real problem um, for the story that uh, uh, to corroborate uh, the laptop, because this story actually, this guy actually interviewed with the FBI way before the laptop came out. Uh, in fact, about a year before the laptop came out. And and then later the laptop came out by the New York, you know, from the New York Post, and then it was corroborated. But you got to remember, even when this guy met with the FBI in March of 2019, the FBI had the laptop for a year that corroborated his story. And what they've chosen to do is rather than pursue Biden, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Joe Biden's brother um, for spying and bribery and all this other stuff, they've decided to prosecute the whistleblowers and bury the, uh, the Biden's involvement in this whole story. So this is a huge scandal, and it, it, it's literally only getting uh, attention from one side of the media. And unfortunately, the vast majority of the mainstream media is uh, running cover for the Democratic Party. So it's it's I don't know it's it's a it's a tough situation. Now the another story that came out last week that you didn't hear anything in the mainstream media about was unsealed court documents in the Trump indi- in Trump indictment case reveal Mar-a-Lago boxes did not contain any state secrets. Wasn't that interesting? So it looks like Trump may be, you know, again, these, these are like process crimes, right? Um, what they're really going to get Trump on, if they successfully get him, is the fact that he wasn't cooperating. He was saying, hey, I'm not ready to turn these over. And ultimately, they decided to do a raid on him, which demonstrates that he wasn't cooperating. And so that's likely, if they're going to get Trump, that's likely what they're going to get, get him for. They're not going to get him for, any, for having any classified documents or any kind of documents that have state secrets. That's being revealed now. Um, so that was interesting. Nothing from the mainstream media there. Um, let's see, what else? Um, Elon Musk launched uh, a new AI company. Uh, we played a while back uh, an interview with Tucker Carlson uh, where he asked, uh, he was talking to Elon Musk about AI. And, you know, Elon Musk was, was involved early on with AI. 
but later Microsoft and their involvement, they later pushed him out of that. And if you'll recall in the interview, he said, I think I'm going to create an AI company that has human beings at the center of its interest or something along those lines. And um, anyway, news came out last week about that and there was crickets, nothing. Uh, this was interesting because the last year there was a or year before last, there was a lot of to do about uh, 87,000 IRS agents being added to the employment roles at the IRS. And then there were some news reports that came out that all these IRA, IRS agents were going to be armed. And you can actually find videos online of them practicing using handguns. And um, it looks like the Republicans have introduced legislation to disarm IRS agents, you know, uh, make it so that they can't carry uh, firearms. And this is a good idea because uh, usually when they carry firearms, they kick down doors and shoot people's dogs and accidentally kill some of their kids and things like that. There's a lot of um, no-knock warrants that are issued every year that uh, result in the deaths of innocent human beings in the United States of America. So I think this is a good deal, um, and hopefully it passes uh, the Congress. And then a story that I thought was really important, and there's going to be some clips here that I'm going to play in a minute on some other stories, but this story I thought was really important, that the Biden administration is ordering military reservists to Europe and request the removal of uh, Ukraine aid oversight. So they're going to, wh- whoever's over there trying to provide oversight to all the spending that's going on in Ukraine, he's going to send military reservists over there, and at the same time he's going to remove all this oversight. So that's a big story. Uh, we'll probably never get to the bottom of what's actually happening in Ukraine. And it could, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, it starts you know some sort of nuclear conflict and all of Europe and uh, uh, Eastern uh, Asia, you know, erupts in, you know, a global conflict. So hopefully that doesn't happen. All right, I'm going to switch to a couple of the stories that I have uh, clips on because uh, some of these are pretty, pretty important, I think. Um, the first one is about COVID, uh, COVID-19. And so there was a report that came out that said DNA contaminant SV40 found in Pfizer's COVID vaccines. Now, SV40, uh, we'll let Dr. Peter McCullough tell you uh, what SV40 is. But this this came out, uh, this report came out uh, according to the National Library of Medicine. This is a credible source. And... Um, and when you look this up on the internet, the, the thing that really is telling is everything that you find just about on it says that this is misinformation. So let me play uh, Dr. McCullough's clip here, and you judge for yourself. Besides variation in the amount of messenger RNA in it, there's contamination with cDNA. These are little fragments of DNA that come off the manufacturing process And one of them, Alex, you're not gonna believe this, is SV40. SV40 is a known cancer-promoting segment of DNA, and yes, they're in the shots. Well, hey now, what is that all about? It sounds pretty convincing to me. Uh, 
but wait, there's more. He's going to tell us what it is and what it does. SV40 turns on cancer genes in the human body. To make matters worse, the spike protein, the S2 segment, in a paper from University of Pittsburgh by Singh and colleagues, it impairs the tumor suppressor systems, P53 and BRCA. What I'm telling you is the shots promote cancer through SB40 and they inhibit our ability to fight cancer by suppressing the tumor suppressor system. So now this is looking very bad. Every system is showing cancer rates are up. So that's, uh, that's inarguable. All I can tell you about Dr. Peter McCullough is he's one of the most credible guys out there regarding COVID-19. This guy is just not going to lie to you. So I don't know what all these reports are that what he's saying is misinformation and disinformation and fact check says this is false and all that kind of stuff. I'm inclined to believe Dr. Peter McCullough. He was the only one telling us the truth. Him and a couple of others were the only ones telling us the truth during the entire COVID-19 madness. Now, the, the next story has to do with uh, the vaccines on the childhood schedule. And this one is equally important. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with all this vaccine stuff, but it, it seems like, it appears as if, this is the method that they're going to try to use, that they're trying to use to control population. And look, just the fact is, cancers are way up. Uh, heart disease is way up. Everything that can kill you is way up right now. The excess deaths are running very high. And nobody is pointing to the vaccines, except this guy who's running for president. And, uh, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., has spent his whole life uh, with this Children's Defense Fund organization um, kind of fighting and pushing back on this childhood schedule, which today now has 72 vaccines. So if you have a child, by the time they go to school, okay, kindergarten or first grade, they will have had 72 vaccines. And we're going to talk more about this later in the week, but apparently... The common cold is way up. Um, allergies are way up. There's a lot of things that are way up. But nobody's looking at this vaccine. Everybody's just looking at climate change and, and ridiculous ideas like that. And Mr. Kennedy, one of the biggest controversies surrounding your candidacy is your stance on childhood vaccines. Nearly every scientific and medical organization, including the CDC, the FDA, the AMA, the American Academy of Pediatrics, all say you're wrong on this issue. This leads us to our very first question from our audience. It's Dr. Tariq Butt, who specializes- I would ask you one thing, on what issue? On childhood vaccines. What about them? And whether they ever cause autism or damage kids. They all okay. say these vaccines are have never, saved millions they of never lives. Damage kids. I don't think anybody has said they never have. There might be a child here, but overall, all those organizations say vaccines are safe and have saved millions and millions of lives. I love how he calls her out and he says, uh, "So you're saying that no child is ever, you know, harmed by these vaccines?" She goes, "Well, I don't, I don't think anybody's saying that." <laughs> what he should have said was, "Yeah, you just said it." But anyway, she frames this question. It's, it's a total hit job, right? And she tries to add some credibility 
by introducing this doctor who's uh, in the audience. Eradication of chickenpox and polio from the U.S. and many parts of the world is a direct result of regular vaccines. Measles, mumps, rubella, and many diseases are preventable. And there's little to no evidence of these diseases in vaccinated population. Your vaccine stance is dangerous to the health and well-being of millions. Medical experts are deeply concerned about your message. How can we help you to come to the side of science? I think it's just interesting how he ends the question. How can we get you to come around to the view of science, you know? And, of course, RFK is looking at this from a scientific perspective, and they just assume he's not, right? Um, but one of the things that's kind of interesting about this question is chick, chicken pox and rubella, measles, mumps, rubella, these diseases are prevented by the vaccines. There's no doubt about that. The problem is they cause other problems. And this is really at the root of RFK's objection is that they're not tested and these other problems are explained as just things that just happen to our children or things that just happen in the population. It's due to global warming. It's due to some other thing. And a lot of what he's saying is, no, uh, we need to test for these things because there are externalities, if you will, if you want to use a, um, an economics term. An externality is just some negative effect that we don't expect. And that's really, the, that's really what RFK is saying, is because we don't test these, we're not familiar with, with all these other externalities, and autism being potentially one of them. Um, there's, there's a lot of talk about that. In fact, uh, one of the quote-unquote studies, that's not really a study, it's a little bit of misinformation, is somebody has uh, talked about how the government has studied the Amish community for years, and they don't have any of these problems that we have in our general population. And so there's something in our general population that the Amish don't do that cause all kinds of problems. But nobody will admit that potentially it's the vaccines or potentially it's the food or potentially it's something. But whatever it is, it's not something that, for example, the Amish people are subjecting themselves to. Okay, so, you know, I don't I think most people don't know what my stance is on vaccines. I've never been anti-vaccine. And I've said that hundreds and hundreds of times, but it doesn't matter. Um, because that is a way of silencing me, using that pejorative to describe me as a way of silencing or marginalizing me. Um, my position on vaccines, I think, is it, I think virtually every American would agree with my stance on vaccines, which is that vaccines should be tested like other medicines. They should be safety tested. And unfortunately, the vaccines are not safety tested. They're not, uh, there's, in the, of the 72 vaccine doses now mandated, essentially mandated, they're recommended, but they're really mandated, for American children, none of them, not one, has ever been subject to a pre-licensing placebo-controlled trial. Yes, they have. No. Yeah, no. they have. So RFK's claim is very simple. Um, they're not testing these vaccines like they test other drugs. Now, why is that? And if you dig into this a little deeper, what you'll find is that in 1986, there was a, a, an act of Congress passed that was called uh, the National Vaccine Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. 
and this came out of uh, there was some there was a vaccine that uh, that was released to the market and, and it harmed some children and basically the the companies that make the vaccines said okay well we're not making any more vaccines so there was this compromise that said essentially look if you continue to max uh, to manufacture vaccines we will not hold you liable for any kind of problems associated with vaccines. So what, what this had is this had some negative externality effects, right? The drug companies, there was this mad dash to just go start making more vaccines. I think at the time we only had like three or four on the childhood schedule. And there was this mad dash because all of a sudden they were protected from any liability and they had a captured audience. They could make as many vaccines as they want and the state would mandate it and the children would have to take it. And yeah, we don't need to do much testing because we, we, we can only be held harmless anyway. And, and this is what happened. And this is what RFK is getting to. Okay, let, let me just say something. Dr. Fauci and many other people for many years said this, and yet Bobby Kennedy, when he says that, is wrong. So I met with Dr. Fauci in 2016, you know, and I agreed to go on Trump's Vaccine Safety Commission, and I was with Aaron Siri and uh, Lynn Redwood and uh, a number of other people, and we said to him, can you show us one test from any vaccine, pre-licensing safety test? And he said, uh, I'll send it to you. I can't find one now. He never did, so we sued him. We sued Aaron Siri and I sued HHS, and after a year of litigation and stonewalling, they said that they could not provide a single safety study for any vaccine that is on the childhood schedule, pre-licensing safety study. So anybody who wants to read that can go to my to the Children's Health Defense website and you can read HHS's admission that not a single one has ever been safety tested pre-licensing. Now, um, what I've said is other medicines are required to do that. And we should have to do that for vaccines. If I'm wrong, show me the test, show me the study. You won't be able to. That's right. And you heard the reporter arguing with him. But do you think that reporter actually knew that there's testing going on on vaccines? Or, did you, or is she just taking someone like Dr. Fauci's word for it? Well, you know, the question answers itself. But look, this is, this is a, a clear case of where the government granted a particular privilege to an industry uh, and, and trusted the industry to police itself. And it didn't. It just, it just decided it would make a lot of money and it didn't care if people got hurt. Um, they would just keep telling the line, just tow the line. The party line is the vaccines are safe and effective and, um, they, they work, you know, they, they cure the particular disease that we're, that we're trying to prevent. But the problem is it creates a whole nother set of diseases, a whole nother set of problems. And this is essentially what we're having. I mean, you know, I used to say all the time, you know, when I was a kid, people didn't have ADHD and, and people, I mean, I knew a couple of kids that had asthma, but now a lot of kids have asthma and a lot of People have a lot of problems, and there's autism is, you know, one in 115 kids now, or 155 kids. 
In the Amish community, it's one in 150,000. So something is causing these ailments. And um, there, there's no evidence that it's vaccines, but certainly you'd have to be an imbecile to argue that it could be, that it couldn't be, right? Because when I was a kid, we used to take three or four, and now you take 72? I mean, how could that, what does that do to your immune system? Uh, and of course, after COVID, to me, I'm, I'm pretty much on board with this line of uh, thinking. I, I think they're either trying to kill us or at least reduce the life expectancy uh, to save the planet. And there's cases where thing, you know, certain vaccines were outlawed here in the United States, but they still give them to people in Africa and all kinds of craziness like that. So, well, look, um, I just think it's interesting. There's a lot of, a lot of really good stories that the mainstream media is just not telling you. And these things need to be investigated. They need to be talked about. They need to be discussed, especially this vaccine stuff and the whistleblower stuff. Um, I just don't see how, you know, we can continue with, uh, you know, just sticking our head in the sand collectively. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm pretty much a lifelong Republican, but I think I might vote for this Robert F. Kennedy. I mean, at least he's an honest man, you know, and we need honest people in our government, at least people that will tell the truth fearlessly. And he seems to be one of these people. All right. Well, look, I hope you enjoyed this program. Thank you for coming in. Uh, I hope to talk to you tomorrow and, you know, share the show. Like I said, there's going to be some changes coming to the show. Um, I'll probably end up having a website where I'm going to send you uh, to hopefully uh, share your email address. And, what I'll, and I'll be sending out a, a show notes page with the show to clarify my sources and things like that. And anyway, it's just going to be, it's going to be an interesting time and I hope you'll continue to stay with me and, uh, enjoy the program. Thanks everybody. Peace. <laughs>